How's it going? Let's do some spooky shit. Mm-hmm. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hi. And I'm Sabrina. And before we get into our ghost stories, we wanted to say thank you to our Patreon donors. And this week, we are specifically thanking our Devil's Hour Insomniacs. So thank you to Kevin, Catherine, Madison, Ricky, Kimberly, Rebecca, Eris, Emma, Elizabeth, Angelina, Ramiro, Allison, Kayla, Luann, Bethann, Brianna, Allison, Christopher, Maria, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamalee, Joanna, Antoinette for Wine, Matthew, Brian, The Creepover Podcast, Dana, Susie, Sleeping Cat 1729, Erica, Sonali, Deborah, Jess, Sloan, Aubrey, Gabrielle, Angela, Carmen and her freckles, Amanda, Sarah, Summer, Christian, Bailey, Taryn, Richard, Andrew, Rosanna, Dharma, Truman, Dawn, Kesha, Jessica, Jenny, Corinne, Rachel, Jenna, Mary, Sarah, Stacy, Ashley, Sarah, Lorraine, Midnight Frost, Noel, Christigail, Marie, Elizabeth, Madeline, Chris, Shelby, Nikki, Draco, Carmen, Jordan, Brenna, Trista, Stevie, Micah, Taylor, Tony, Victoria, Lillian, Victor, Dweeb, Eve, April, Ashley, Juliet, Laura, Andrea, Rebecca, Barbara, Sarah, Shelby, Kaylee, Jen, Erin, Jennifer, Olivia, Amy, Erica, Brandon, and Emily, Marie Eve, Nicolette, Amanda, Andrea, Tanya, Doxon, Lauren, Anissa, Donna, Nadia, Angel, Kitty, Inaki, M. Marie, Liana, Jennifer, Corey, and Lane, Brianna, Nikki, Dragon Lily, Sam, Betsy, Alex, Alex, Autumn, Frankie, Amy, Alwyn, Nancy, Alex, Dana, Janine, Robin, Sean, Harry, Andy, Hannah, Azana Profana, inspired by a real podcast, Sharon, Lorenny, Nanette, Cassifras, Carmen, Lena, Lizzie, Katie, Crimson, Jane, C. Lopez, Monica, Nikita, Sydney, Sarah, Heather, Sydney, Katrina, Chris, Valeria, Simon, Devin, Chelsea, Sarah, Nicole, Holly, The Strange Case of Jewelry, Sarah, Dolores, Alex, Sarah, Lauren, Briley, Isaac, and Joanna. Wow, you guys are incredible. Thank you. Okay, I have some spookiness to bring to us. What is it? Okay, this one uh, was sent to us by Haley, and it is called Sleepwalker, Thirsty Ghost, question mark? <laughs> Good morning, ladies. Well, never thought I'd actually send in my own story, but first I have to say I freaking love the podcast, but not so much when I work the night shift in a surgery center where it'd just be me, a nurse, and a patient. <laughs> Talk about paranoia. <laughs> Anywho, here's my little story. So when I was about six, my family just moved into a new house. One other family had lived there. Nothing creepy about this house whatsoever. Within a few weeks of living there, I remember sleepwalking, which I have never done. It was a one and done thing. Sleepwalking into my parents' room and walked straight into their closet. When I walked in there, standing clear as day was a woman in a wedding dress and a man in a tux and a top hat. We both just stood there looking at each other. No one moved or said a thing. And then just like that, I turned around and went right back to bed. Never saw them again. 
However, from time to time, I would hear our plastic cups downstairs fall out of our cabinet, followed by a chair being pulled away from the table. I remember just laying there in bed so scared, hoping to God it was just my brother downstairs. Until one night it happened, and a few minutes later, my brother walked out of his room. I asked him if he had heard the cups fall, and he had no idea what I was talking about. He even ended up going down there, and there were no cups on the floor. Hmm. Still to this day, I am the only person in that house that saw the couple and heard the cups in the chair. Everyone else has no idea what I'm talking about. I haven't had any other experiences since I lived in that house, and I was in there almost 10 years. But it's something I will never forget. Thanks for reading my story. Have a spooky day, Haley. The first thing that came to my mind, and I love this, is that it was a bride and groom, ghosts, you know, they get married too, and they needed a witness, so they made Haley sleepwalk <gasps> into the wedding. That's to be the their best witness. story! <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I thought that they were just like, hi, we also used to live in a house on this property. Nice to meet you, young girl. But that is such a better story. They just needed the witness. Quick one and done. All right, go back to bed. Or this is so sad. They died on their wedding day. And that's why they're in their wedding. Yeah, that's really, really tragic. Very, very sad. So many possibilities. But also, it's it's funny that she talked about, like, this, the cups in the chair because that's one thing that I often heard that none of my other family members would really hear mm-hmm. nearly as frequently as me. In our house, I always heard cabinets and silverware. That's, Cabinet doors being opened, silverware being grabbed. That's It reminds me of that comic of the ghost looking for clean dishes and spoons. <laughs> the spoons, right? There are no clean spoons. There are no clean spoons. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I always wonder. I I do wonder why that's the common. That's the go-to for ghosts: opening cupboards, moving cups. Yeah, and do you think that it's actually like the sound of our cupboards being opened, of our silverware being touched, or do you think it's more of a residual thing, like it's hmm. their own items being touched? It's just we're hearing the noise. That's an interesting theory. I don't know. I mean, plenty of people really do get their real life stuff touched. Right. Right. I don't know. All right. What do you have for us? Okay. This is from M. It's called Apparitions, Sights into Hell, Guardian Angels, and Dreams. Greetings, Sabrina and Corinne. My boyfriend, Victor, and I are in a long distance relationship, and he was the one who actually found your podcast and got me hooked. It's nice for him and I to have something that we enjoy together despite the distance. So I appreciate you guys so much for it. I should make him send in an email about what's he, what he's experienced. The Black Eyed Kids story in Arcadia freaked him out so much because he lives right over in the neighboring city. Team M and Vic for the Black Eyed Kids Mama Cock Block. Okay, I'm someone who hasn't ever had a firsthand experience or anything negative happen to me. I've had both sets of my grandparents pass before I reached 12 years old, and although I never met both grandfathers as I was born after they passed, I often believe that they're protecting me and they have been my entire life. I'm half Filipino and half white, and I get into lots of trouble for referring to them as the brown grandma or the white grandma. This behavior (laughs) was eventually corrected as I was a kid with no filter. My father is a Vietnam War veteran and has had lots of personal traumas that still linger, but he heavily believes in God and makes that especially very clear when he's drunk. My father has had multiple experiences happen to him. 
The first one was when he took my older brother trick-or-treating in the city of Vallejo, which is notoriously haunted due to the abandoned naval shipyard called Mare Island and being one of the locations where the Zodiac Killer murdered a young couple. Anyway, as my parents were trick-or-treating, a larger male decided to come up to my brother, who was probably about two at the time, steal his candy, and run off. My dad, being the Marine that he is, pursued the guy, and this guy ended up pulling a gun on my dad. A few moments later, an older Filipino gentleman driving along rolls up to the scene and looks dead into the gunman's eyes. The man fled in fear and left my dad alive. What? My dad tells me to this day that he thinks that that man was a guardian angel, and I often refer to him in my mind as Tito, which is how uncle is lovingly addressed in Filipino culture. If it weren't for Tito, my other older brother and I would not be here. My father also told me some of the times he'd pray. One time he was curious to know what hell looked like or felt like, and he was alone in his room. It was sometime in the middle of the day, and out of nowhere he felt the deepest and darkest desperation of his life. He fell into a fetal position and asked for God's help and peace. The feeling left him, and he couldn't really explain it. Later on in the week, he was waking up after a night's sleep, and at the foot of the bed, he sees the Virgin Mary as what he described her as 14 years old and the most beautiful lady he's ever seen. Also, that the pictures have not done her any justice, and that she was also there with Jesus, full beard and grown up. They smiled at him and left, as if to let him know that he's going to be okay and that they're always with him. Also, my dad says he's seen some UFOs, which I'll get more info on and send another email if you like. Here's a story for you guys if you want something more heartwarming. My grandma on my dad's side passed away in 2003, and anyone who knew my grandma would agree with me when I say she's like a Disney princess who grew old and happy. She loved her family, animals all loved her, and she was almost saintly. When she passed, we had to go through all of her items, figuring out how to disperse with them and whatnot. We got most of the bigger items as we lived less than an hour away from her home. One of the couches ended up being given to my mom's friend as they just moved into a new house. This friend, a few days later, asked what my grandmother looked like confused my mom asked why apparently there was a ghost of an old lady curly white hair big glasses of fair height and a little heavy set sitting on the corner spot of the couch my grandmother had a specific spot on that couch where she would like to sit and enjoy some reading and i guess she made one more last stop before going home my lola which is another name for grandma passed in 1998 she was definitely a tough cookie devout catholic and took her matriarchal duties seriously She made many trips to the U.S. to take care of me and my brothers, and I remember her for spoiling me with handmade dresses. I didn't go to her funeral as it was in the Philippines, and I never really got to say goodbye. Fast forward to 2007, I was 16 and going through a lot of dumb high school angsty angst, and my mom pre-booked a flight for us to go visit our family overseas. My mom bought a massive bouquet of roses to bring to my Lola and Lolo's grave, and roses are not grown in the Philippines due to the climate and are very expensive to have. So we went to my mom's village to celebrate Christmas, and Christmas Eve, we went to my grandparents' grave. I had the roses with me, but my mom told me to bring it with me to Christmas Eve Mass and offer it to the church. She was afraid someone would try to steal it from the grave. A week later, my older cousin called my mom to let her know of a dream she had. She saw my Lola, happy and well-aged, with a bouquet of roses. She told my cousin to tell my mom, thank you, she misses us, and she loves us. My cousin is known in our family to talk to our loved ones who passed through her dreams. I guess my Lola wanted to know she received her gift, and I fell at peace knowing I was able to finally say goodbye to her. To commemorate this dream, I now have roses tattooed on my arm to remind me of my grandparents and that they are always with me. Oh, Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks for reading. I hope I could contribute a more comforting feeling to all the influx of scary stories. I wish you guys all the love, light, and blessings. You are the best ghostesses ever. Emily.
Oh my goodness. Okay, well, so many stories here. Mm-hmm. So many things to unpack, but it sounds like there are a lot of a lot of people looking out for her and her family members. So whether it be yeah. her grandmother or whether it be that guardian angel saving her dad from gunpoint. Yeah. it That one is so wild to me because all he did, this man drove up and looked the gunman in the eyes. Didn't say anything. Just yeah, and to drive up him. to someone who's holding a gun. And for yeah. the guy to then like be frightened and run away i wonder still that amount of fear yeah i wonder i wonder i'm so curious about that because some people do have that ability you know where you do something bad and you look at them in the eye and it you just can't my mother yeah (laughs) yeah your eyes don't just go black they fill with rage it's the (laughs) most terrifying thing she never had to use words it was just her eyes and my brother and i were running for the hills yeah it was the um, lizard people coming out of her. <laughs> For a minute, she forgot to pretend to be human. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but you know what? That's a good thing, good quality to have in a situation like this. Oh, my God, yes. It saved him. I have to hear these UFO stories. I know, me too. Send us these UFO stories, too. I emailed her. I was like, I need to know. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> need to know. I need to know yeah. when to pack my bag. Because we're coming out. UFOs we're are coming hanging out me. with the fam. And we're going to hang with the aliens as well. Yeah. Okay. I have one. This is from Tanisha. It's called Amity Hall. It must be something about the name. Ooh. Hi, ladies. I'm such a nerd for a good ghost story and can't wait to listen to your podcast each week. I have a few stories that I could share, but this is by far the scariest. <gasps> Sabrina. What? Don't drop your computer like that. You're scaring me. Oh, I just moved it into my lap. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I'm literally saying this is the scariest and then you just drop your computer <laughs> and you're gone. I'm like, <gasps> okay, they've taken me away. Most of my family members believe in ghosts. I grew up listening to various stories from both my parents and grandparents. My dad is especially adventurous and would often take my mom, brother and I to local haunted spots just for something to do. <laughs> <laughs> As we it. got older, this grew to be a regular family activity. We'd even make road trips out of it. My brother and I still discuss how lucky we were to have our parents remain friendly and carry on this activity as a family, even after they divorced. Yeah. A few years ago, I decided to use our love of ghost hunting for a unique Christmas gift for my dad. Though we had visited what felt like a ton of haunted locations, both near and far, I knew there was no way we had been to all of them. I spent about a month digging deep on the internet to find a few places near us to check out. And I was able to come up with 10 haunted locations we'd never been or heard of before. I gathered as much information as I could about each location and then made a ghost hunting book about it. Oh, that's such a good gift. That is awesome. One evening, right before Christmas, I was showing my friend Chris the book I had made. It was really cold and a windy evening and we had no plans. So he suggested we check out the places in the book. We settled on a place called Amity Hall about half an hour away from my house. We bundled up, grabbed a flashlight, and headed on our journey. On our drive to Amity Hall, I read the information I had gathered about it to Chris as he drove. It had quite a history, some of which locals report the Historical Society denies to keep people from visiting the now-abandoned building. Amity Hall started out as a residence. It's reported that the original owners were involved in a murder-suicide. The husband murdered his wife and two children before killing himself on the property. Wow. The large home was later 
turned into a hotel for which a whole addition was added to the building. During the Civil War, Amity Hall was transitioned into a hospital, and most recently the building was used as a restaurant. When the owner of the restaurant passed away, his family members were unable to agree on how to use the building moving forward. So it sat vacant, seemingly abandoned, for years. Because of its history, it attracted people like Chris and I, exploring the potential hauntings. However, it also attracted squatters who accidentally caught the building on fire a few years back. And at this point, a fence was placed around the perimeter of Amity Hall, preventing anyone from entering the now deteriorating building. As a result, Chris and I were unsure about what we'd find when we arrived. As we traveled down the highway towards our destination, we were surprised to find that Amity Hall had its own exit and was literally the only building with the exception of a few homes scattered throughout the wooded area. We parked in one of Amity Hall's two parking lots and were also surprised to find the full building to be standing. Chris and I turned on our flashlights and began to walk around the outskirts of the chain link fence. Because of the fire damage, we were able to see directly into two different areas of the building. We worked our way from one side of the house towards the other, and as soon as we stopped towards the front of the property, Chris and I looked at each other. We were suddenly hit with a terrible feeling, mixed of dread and sadness. However, we decided to continue on. We walked to the other side of the house where Amity Hall's second parking lot was located. In the parking lot, there is a tree that sits by itself several feet away from the house. As we walked between the house and this tree, I began to feel as though we were being watched by something that was not welcoming. I grabbed Mm -hmm. Chris's hand tightly and walked briskly away to explore the other side of the building. However, I kept looking back at that tree, and with a flashlight, he noticed we were able to look down a long hallway of the building. I didn't like the idea of completely turning my back to the tree, but couldn't contain my curiosity, and as I leaned towards the building to look, there was suddenly a huge gust of wind. I immediately jumped around to look towards the tree, from which I thought I saw something running towards us. No. The wind quickly stopped, and whatever I thought it was was no longer there. Though Chris hadn't seen what I had seen, he was receiving the same negative feeling that I was. We quickly began to run back to our vehicle with an unspoken understanding that we needed to leave. Yep. We ran hand in hand to the parking lot to the other side of the building where we had parked. As we reached the car, Chris quickly asked if he could just take one glance around. I don't know how, but we could both feel that there was something there. And I told him that he could, that I just didn't have it in me. I kept my eyes to the ground with an extreme feeling of being watched by what felt like a hostile man that wanted us off the property. Chris raised his flashlight up and quickly whispered, holy shit. Oh my God. And pushed me towards the car. We jumped in. Oh my God. I need to lay down. I can't have my back exposed. (laughs) This is scary. We jumped in. He tossed the lit flashlight on my lap and we started the car. As he began to drive away, I was shaking so badly I couldn't turn the flashlight off. I ended up breaking it apart in my pants. Oh my god. We got back onto the highway, not speaking a word about what just happened. After about 10 minutes of silence, I asked Chris to go somewhere with a lot of people. He agreed and he didn't want to go home to an empty house. We ended up at a diner where we finally felt safe enough to talk about our experience. I asked Chris what he had seen during this final look at the property, and with a terrified look at his face, he told me on the second floor balcony of what had clearly been a hotel area of the building, he saw a dark figure of a man standing in the doorway staring at us. Chris then asked what I had seen near the tree and was shocked when I told him. After finishing our food, we headed to Chris's family's house, as I still wasn't ready to return to an empty house. And there we told Chris's mom and a close friend all about our adventure. It was nice to tell other people who believe in our comforting. 
Together, we looked into more details about Amity Hall on the internet. We read several forums looking for comments from people who had visited the location. And shockingly, or maybe not so shockingly, several people had experiences creepily similar to ours. From what we read, it seems as though there's an angry male presence that isn't fond of women. Perhaps it's the husband who murdered his wife? There were reports of this presence waiting for people at their vehicles, as well as many sightings that quickly disappear. Quite a few people have described feeling deep sadness, just as Chris and I had. When I returned to my house later that evening, I asked Chris to stay the night because I was still so shaken by what we had seen and felt. I was terrified that we could have brought something home with us and actually woke Chris up in the middle of the night to make sure he wasn't possessed. (laughs) I'm sure he greatly appreciated that. Ha ha. He also kept all of my house lights on for the next week. Am I a baby or what? Since that night, I returned to Amity Hall on a few occasions. I've had a few more experiences, but none that shock me the way that that first experience did. The building was recently torn down, and I can't stop wondering what this means for the property's inhabitants. Thanks for listening, and keep up the great work. Tanisha. Okay, well, that's a place, even though it's demolished, I will not go to. Yep, this is a very clear story about how there is an evil spirit at a property that will chase you out. Escort you to your car and make you terrified to be anywhere near there. Yeah, it does seem like it's just protecting its property. Like, get out. You're not allowed. You're not welcome here. And just like the feeling like of someone rushing at them. Yeah, and then standing on the balcony staring at them is horrifying. Can you imagine the fear in your body, too, to not know what's behind you, but to have your friend say, holy shit, and push you into the car? No, I don't. I don't want to imagine that. I feel like, like that the would be fear me. fear of not wanting to look, but also being like, I need to know to feel safe. or like know what to do. Yeah. Oh, God. Scary, scary. Okay, well, what do you have? Do you have something that's that's not scary to end on? Mm. I don't remember. Or no. I don't I don't I don't know actually. I don't remember. I picked this one a while while ago. Okay. It's called The Crying Baby and it's from Bo, so who knows? Could be good or bad. New listener, but love the banter you two have. Wanted to share a real story passed down by my mother. I have not yet heard another story that has sent the same amount of chills down my spine. Enjoy. The story is set back in the nineteen fifties when my grandparents had just had my oldest uncle. They had just moved into a new apartment in a small town as my grandpa had started his new job working evening shifts in a local factory. It was a particular cold area and apartments at that time had hot water pipes running through the rooms to provide heating. My uncle slept in his own room in a crib. This particular room had hot water pipes running along the ceilings and down towards a radiator next to the crib. The first few weeks living in the new apartment were non-eventful. Grandparents got into their routine. They would eat dinner at 6 p.m., put the baby to sleep and Grandpa would head to work. But an odd thing started to happen. My grandma noticed the baby would suddenly start crying every night at 8 p.m. Not just any type of cry, the shrieking, bone-chilling, and cold sweat type of cry. The type of cry that would make any mother's heart sink. After exactly four minutes, the cries would just stop and the baby would go back to sleep. Worried, my grandpa worried, my grandma told my grandpa about this and he decided to stay home one night to check it out. And sure enough, just like clockwork, baby started crying at 8 p.m. and stopped right at 8.04 p.m. He did notice one odd thing. The baby kept staring at the water pipes in the ceiling. 
Being rational, my grandpa concluded it must be the hot water heating turning on at 8 p.m. and bothering the baby. He decided to speak with the landlady about the timing of the water heating, and as he approached the landlady and explained the situation, the landlady had a concerned look on her face. She decided to go upstairs to their unit and take a look, and as she entered the unit, another odd thing stood out to my grandpa. The landlady proceeded to the baby's room, but no one had told her which room it was. He shrugged it off at the time. It was when the landlady entered the room and what she said that sent chills down my grandparents' spines. The landlady looked up at the pipes and the ceilings towards the exact spot where the baby stared up to the ceiling, said, Sis, you can't scare the baby. He's not yours. Look at how scared he is. Let him be and you rest in peace, okay? <gasps> Puzzled and scared, my grandpa asked who she was talking to. And the landlady said, I didn't want to scare you folks. I wasn't sure if you were superstitious and decided to not tell you earlier. You can decide if you want to leave after I tell you, but a year ago, my sister was living in this unit and she had trouble conceiving a baby and had three miscarriages. After the third one, she couldn't take it anymore, and one night, around 8 p.m., she ended her life. She hung herself on the water pipes in this very room, and the police say with the way the ropes were tied, it must have taken about four minutes for her to completely suffocate. That's a horrible, horrible way to go. Yeah. But she just wanted the baby. She wanted her baby. <sighs> okay, well, at least there was an explanation and an ending, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she she knows that she was scaring the baby, and now she needs to, as much as she wants to be around children, that the best thing for that baby was to not appear. I know. Which is, is so sad. sad. It's like a second time that she kind of goes through losing a baby but i know how scary too being that parent and being like yeah can you help us out and then all of a sudden your landlord is talking to the ceiling and being like hello spirit leave this baby alone and you're like wow okay i totally thought it was a water heater but now i'm really scared and now i need to remove my child from this room yeah i mean i would definitely move rooms for the child but also like I want to know what happened afterwards if the ghost went away. Yeah, if anything else happened. Mm-hmm. It is sad. Yeah. I do feel sad for the woman. No. It's a so horrible, sad. horrible thing to go through and experience. Yes. Oh, man, oh, man. Boy, oh, boy. These stories, they're, they make me feel a you whole range of emotion. Make me feel so many things you feel things if you guys want to help us feel things you can email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com and you can also support us in many ways one is uh please rate and review us on itunes it means a lot and actually helps us the most in terms of support just helps us climb the ranks and also stay on the top charts and helps people find our podcast to listen to it and with spooky season coming around everyone needs good scary stories mm-hmm you can also support us by supporting us on Patreon. You could buy merchandise and wrap us in the streets. And we will see you, see you on, on the, the other, other side. side. Very smooth.